0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Hat Jam's Extras where for the weeks in between episodes we take a further look into the minds and the technique of some of our amazing artists. This week we're going further into the world, the man, the jam room that is Josh Pike as we hear more about Josh's experience as a musician and a writer. This is Hat Jam. Hat jam. Being a solo artist, uh, you know, It's interesting to hear you talk about collaborating in that way because really uh, making a a record by yourself is essentially sitting in a room for long periods of time and um, I made a solo record last year and I felt like I had you know, these days where I was like, I'm a genius, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life and then the next day I would be like, this is probably the shittest thing I've ever (laughs) written and I'm just quitting music today and getting a job at the local cafe. How do you find that sitting in a room writing a solo record works for you?
1: um yeah i mean there's a lot of that i think it's like i read a quote recently it was something like um you know creatives just basically their whole process is to create something think it's shit and then (laughs) and then move on to the next creative process and it can be like that you know like they're definitely i call it the madness you know when i've done something that i really like you'll find me with the speakers cranked up like dancing around my studio like a, a
0: mad person uh, like then, you, ha- like you almost have. You have to be the biggest fan of that song yeah, for anybody yeah, yeah. else to get it.
1: But then you know, there's other times. And but then that very same song the next day, I could listen to and be like, ah, oh, fuck, this is just not very good. <laughs> so it's hard. But I think you just have to trust your instincts again. And it's a, it's a, it's a huge culling process. You know, like I'll write. I've I've written 25 songs for a an album and there'll be 10 songs on the album yeah and you just have to it's like that stephen king thing of killing your darlings you just you have to even if there's a song that you love but it just for some reason doesn't fit you just have to move on from them so it's it's a it's a real um you know training your mind to kind of just accept that (laughs) that uh sometimes you're wrong about yourself as well and that that's when even though you are a solo artist you know that's when collaborative, collaborative um, opinions come into play as well because you start chatting with your manager and your
0: A and R guy and producers and stuff like that. Yeah, I've definitely found that uh, the advantage of of doing uh, Eskimo Joy was that when I had those days where I was like, I don't think this is a very good song, someone like Joel would come in and just be like, No, it's great. All we have to do is flip it here and we'll speed it up. And I'm like, Yeah, this is a pretty good song, yeah, actually. Yeah. You know, like so you have those kinds of people in there, and yeah, definitely. I feel like every every artist I know has that person, if whether they're a solo artist or or in, even in a band, that they can play that that song to and, yeah. and and get that that impression back. Most of the people I've been doing this this hat jam with um, are definitely people who've had a few hits on the board. They're people who've put a few records out, um, and everyone so far are artists who aren't, you know artists in their twenties trying to make it. They're people who've actually, you know, done some records. This is a something that I reflect on a lot. Um but, you know, we have this myth where, you know, artists get to twenty seven and then they stop being relevant anymore. Whereas all of the great artists of all time in every other medium from your people who write books to, um, paintings, to whatever, whatever medium they work in, you know, like they don't really hit their straps until they're 60, 80 years old. And then they're like, wow, these people are amazingly great. And I look at people like Nick cave and probably Tom Waits as examples of people who really didn't write their best work until they hit 40. Um, how do you feel being a post 40 artist, uh, approaching songwriting? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's an
1: issue, uh, particularly in Australia, less so in other countries, you know, like you go to, so, you know, Jeff Tweedy is a great example, mm-hmm. um, Wilco, one of my favorite bands, he, Tweedy is one of the best songwriters ever, I just, there's something about his songs, you know, like you can't even really explain it, why they're so good, they're just great, um, and he is still releasing really relevant, you know, virile records um, and is being lauded for it in, in the States and tours the world. And it would be very difficult to imagine, uh, you know, an, an older uh, Australian artist to have that sort of...
0: We have Paul Kelly in this but country. That's
1: kind of it. I mean, I mean, it's not, you know, I've no disrespect to, you know, the many older artists that are performing and writing songs around the, the country, but it's like in terms of the being lauded for their craft, really lauded for their craft, we have very few, and I think that it's uh it's a shame and
0: it's So it's do a- you think that comes from the artist or from because you're talking about the general public out there Paul Kelly's amazing because he's prolific and he keeps sitting down and making records um and I guess my question to you was is is that a mental um thing that you have to go through when you sit down to write a song or does it just not even enter your mind It doesn't enter my mind writing songs mm-hmm. I mean I just
1: write you know I feel I feel creatively more uh, excited and you know I feel like I have far more life experience to draw on and far more songwriting experience production experience to draw on now than I did when I was you know in my twenties writing songs. so I feel like I'm writing better lyrics, better melodies, you know more informed making more informed choices, making you know we were talking earlier off air about um you know I played you a demo of a song where in the past I would have overthought it and halved a section because I thought that that's what you needed to do, and now I'm just following my instincts about what sounds good so i don't think about that kind of those kind of restraints when i'm writing the songs but and i've and nowadays i try not to think about it when i'm releasing the songs but i do think that it's a it's a product of the industry rather than the punters or the writers that that we kind of have this vibe in australia where you know an artist gets past a certain age and then they're, they're no longer considered relevant or, or whatever i think that's very much the industry and i do think it's changing a little bit because of streaming streaming has become so much more powerful than radio or sort of youth, you know, youth media Streaming has become the sort of thing where an act can get uh, a huge streaming hit um, And they could be, you know, a 20-year-old bedroom uh, producer Or a 60-year-old, you know, professional musician it, d- it sort of doesn't matter Once the algorithms kick in, it's, it's about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people the people are speaking so Yeah, I, right I think that's kind of cool Yeah,
0: that's great hey. If you're interested in hearing more about any of the artists on Hat Jam, then please head to our Facebook page, Instagram or website and follow the links. This podcast was proudly sponsored by APRA AMCOS.
1: You can find Cav Tempoli on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cav or www.cavtempoli.com.au or follow us directly on at Hat Jam underscore podcast. This has been a Tempoli production. Planning for your next trip?